Shout out to some locals. Uh, we got Doug B with Gunktown Podcast. Um, shout out to Shatara Clark of Ty Wrights, her and Ashley Monique for the Better Together book tour that they're doing. Um, shout out to Jamal of Gunktown Magazine. Shout out to Chris of In City Magazine. I, I appreciate what y'all doing with that network and chill form y'all y'all construct. And uh, you know, shout out to everybody advancing the culture. You did, but uh, let's get into today's episode. Who we got coming through today? An urban fiction author from Georgia who wears many hats. She's a published author, creator, and host of Get Caught Up podcast. She's a screenwriter a producer, and we got her here today to discuss her up-and-coming novel, Soldiers of, uh, Soldiers of Love. So without further ado, y'all give it up for Untamed. What's happening, Queen? How you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm pretty good. Thank you for coming through. Thank you. Thank you for that great intro, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, try to, I try to do my best. You did. <laughs> I understand. Um, it was great. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know, but our own thing was created for urban fiction authors, you know, so they could come through and, you know, explain to the people what's going on with their artwork, whether it be novels or uh, movies, movie adapt. I mean, novel adapted to movies, you know, whatever they got going on is the spot where they could come and get it off, right? So I ain't going to hold you. Let you introduce yourself to the audience and, um, you know, explain your story, what you represent, and your journey to get to this point. Sure, sure. First off, I want to say, you know, shout out to you for, you know, this platform, um, the podcast. I, much like you, for the same reasons I started uh, Get Caught Up um, podcast. It was initially called, and it's still on the logo, Get Caught Up Off the Podcast, but I broadened it out to the whole lit community um, just because just saw the need to have like different people come on. We've had editors come on, you know, graphic designers come on, just so 
every, you know, everyone who's looking, whether it's an author or a potential author, you know, a reader even, they will know how the industry as a whole works. So I love the fact that you, you know, open this platform up for urban fiction who don't have a lot of places, you know, that they can go. And that's true, you know. I, you know, just be one, keep one hundred black authors as a whole. <laughs> the black lit community as a whole doesn't have you know a whole lot of spaces where we go. So I love to see other people embrace it and provide those opportunities. So I want to take a moment just to give you your flowers for that. I appreciate you. You're welcome. But like you said, I am untamed. I have a lot of hats. First and foremost, author. This is the first hat into this <laughs> intro into this literary community. I started out with urban fiction. Um, also, ooh, owner, like you said, creator, host, Get Caught Up podcast, um, owner and uh, curator for Untamed Publishing LLC, columnist for Intellectual Inc. Magazine, um, screenwriter, film producer, a lot of hats by now, so just a lot of lanes that I'm trying to navigate. For sure. You're doing, you're doing a pretty good job, so, you know, I salute you and keep it moving Thank forward. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, You do know we asked a series of questions, right? Absolutely. Nothing then personal, you know, just Letting, letting your fans get familiar with, you know, how you how you do your thing and, and, and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um let's get into the first one then. What's the best part of being an author? Hands down, the creativity. That creative mm-hmm. space where you get to it's nothing else, it's just you. And the thoughts in your head, the pen and paper or the keyboard, you know, whatever you have for me, it's always keyboard, my my little iPad or my MacBook, one of the two. Um, that space, you know, where you're able to just dump all your creativity out, that will always be the best part of being an author. Because as a creative, you have to be able to release that. You know, that's one of the reasons why all of us, you know, go into becoming an author or whatever, you know, no matter if you're an author, whatever type of creative you are, whether or not you're a musician or a painter, you know, you, that space where you're in to just create your work of art is always going to be the best space. That's where we flourish. You know, that's where our mojo comes in. That's where our motivation comes in. And you have to get that out to kind of keep going because that's a part of who you are. Right, right. Is it is it kind of therapeutic for you as well when you create it? Absolutely. It's definitely <laughs> therapeutic. Uh, and that, you know, it's probably be a lot of people who can't deal with me. Right. I got you. <laughs> and, you know, you got to be able to get that out. Like, I'm just I'm telling you, as a creative, listen, we got to be able to get our thoughts out. You got to give us our space and let us get it out because otherwise we can turn y'all into a story, okay? <laughs> <laughs> True. True. Um, all right. Taking on the role of a screenwriter and producer, have any of your books become movie adaptation? Not yet. Not, <laughs> Not yet. yet. Actually, I have been, and it and it's okay with me for that because that time is coming, um, right. for sure. But just being able to bring other people's work into fruition because 
all of the ones that I have worked on are booked film adaptations. So working with other authors and just seeing their vision and being able to bring that to screen, that is an amazing feeling. Like I thought, you know, just me coming into this industry, like me getting my work out was something that was fulfilling. It is fulfillment on a whole nother level to see someone else's dream and to be a part of that and to help them create that. So I absolutely loved it. I have loved it from the beginning. We have bonded with so many people from the authors to the actors to the crew members. It is another facet that I've always wanted to do, but didn't realize how much I was going to love it until I got into it. So I, I just, I enjoyed that part of it. That has been such a fulfilling portion of my life for me but mine are coming so <laughs> they are coming so I, as soon as as soon as i get all the rest of theirs off my slated plate then i'll move on over to mine starting, starting <laughs> on to yours okay yeah <laughs> is soldier of love a standalone or will it be a series soldier love is a standalone and I'm going to say this now because when people get to read this book, I know they're going to want a part two <laughs> or continuation. It's a standalone. <laughs> That's all. This is it. That's all. That's all Take you your get. imagination and let it go where it will and <laughs> <laughs> where you want it to go. But uh, it is definitely, this is going to be the only one. We tossed that around a little bit, but um, after we got into it and got to the end of the book, it was like, this is it. Like, it's perfect how it is. Like, this is just, you know, it has to end right here. Okay. That's understandable. Do yeah. you plan Do you plan each step of your writing process before you start, or do you let the story take control and follow its own path? Let's see. That's a little... I'm going to say that's a two, you know, or a two-sided question, kind of. Um, mm-hmm. Because I have co-written, you know, books. Mm-hmm. This is actually a co-authored book with me, Soldiers right, of Love. And I've done a couple of other co-authored books with author JC and author um, Thomas V, as well as some anthologies. So, when I'm working for myself, I say like that. A lot of times, it's hard for me to go on the outline. Like, I have the initial idea of what I want to do and where I want to go. And then these crazy characters, they just start telling me oh, what they, they want to do. <laughs> and so, I try to fight it, but I just let them go where they want to go. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be a battle. Like, other creators understand what I mean when they have characters waking you up in the middle of the night. Like, I don't want to write about this. You know, I didn't want this to go this place, but I let them do what they want to do. It always turns out well. <laughs> but unfortunately, I can't do that when I'm working with someone else. You know, you have to have some structure, an outline, because if not, if you had two creators trying to take a story where it's trying to go or multiple, it's never going to get done. It's going to be okay. an encyclopedia. <laughs> so... You know, you have to have a bit of structure. So I've learned structure through working on screenplays, on in actually co-authoring books. You learn, you have to learn structure there. Right. But when I'm on my own, you know, I, I let them do their thing. I let characters take off. <laughs> Ain't no doubt. Uh, what made you choose to write under a pseudonym? Who listen? Okay, so. <laughs> 
this little tea about me, I am a PK. And for those who don't know what PKs are, it's preacher's kid, okay? So writing has been a part of my life for a very long time. But of course, it took on different forms and it grew as I grew. But as an adult, I just want to tell my stories in a in the way that I wanted to tell them, okay? Word, word. So I was like, and I was a little nervous. Like it, it hindered me for a while before I became a public author. It hindered me. I was like, nah, I can't say this. I can't write it like this because I was scared of the scrutiny that I would right. get people, you know from my dad's churches or even my own church members, you know, be like, oh, you know, you're writing this. And so, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I'm sitting here like, yeah, I can't do this. So, um, I I had to get over that. And I just was like, you know what? I I, I ain't gonna lie. I just wanted to ask Fuck it. Fuck it. (laughs) You know, excuse me if I can't curse. You can curse. You can say what you want to say. Yeah. Listen, don't, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> it's, it's, that's one thing I do do cuss now. I'm nice, but I cuss. Um, but I was just like, fuck it. You know, I'm just going to write this story how I want to write this story. And I did. And I was like, the writing was so dramatically different. And I was like, yep, this is my vibe. I'm, this is what I'm going to do. So as soon as I was like, okay, well, you know, once I got that little nudge to do publishing, I was like, now, one thing I know for sure is I cannot go up under my real name writing this stuff. So <laughs> what can I do? And I, it just came to me. Like I said, what should I go up under? And I pondered it for a while. Mm-hmm. And Untamed came because it was like, you know what? This is where you are now. Your writing is untamed. You refuse to be boxed in. You're going to write what you want to write, how you want to write it. And that I just applied that to everything, whether it was a genre, whether or not it was what I was doing in the industry. I literally like embodied the untamed portion of that, not just for how I write, but what I wrote, what I did, what genre I wrote in. So it's like, no, you just, I took it all the way around. I just refused to be boxed in, and that's what untamed is. Like, you cannot be tamed. And so that's where the name came from. <laughs> Word. That's what's up. How how did how do how did Pop receive it though? He he embraced it, you know. <laughs> he embraced it. That that is the second part. Look, the second half of that funny story is there's two people that are very influential in my life. It's my aunt and my dad. Now, my aunt is my mother, my mom's sister, right? Mm-hmm. So two different sides of the family, but both super like <laughs> religious. <laughs> Like I when I say I grew up in a Christian household, I mean that all the way around. It's three sixty on both sides of my family. Like it was church. Like Steve Harvey say, Monday noonday prayer, Wednesday Bible study, Sunday school. You know, Saturday YBWW. Like I'm serious. It was like that. Well, I can't get a break. If I was at on my mama's side of the family, we was churching. My daddy's side of the family, we were churching. So I'm church girl through and through. And so. Both my aunt, because my mother's passed away. So my aunt is like, you know, my rock, my backbone, and the person who I could talk to, confide in anything to. My dad, you know, I'm a daddy's girl, so I'm like, you know, I'll tell him quite everything. So I'm just like, you know. But when I had to, you know, when this was coming into fruition, like I knew that this book was about to be published, I said, I got to tell him. I can't just throw it out here like, you know, and let it be in the dark. 
So I go to my aunt, who, like, Sunday school superintendent, but I was like, we cool. So I'm like, you know, well, uh, it's um, urban fiction. I'm trying to delicately tell her, like, what it is. Yeah. And she's just like, what do you mean? She was so lost. <laughs> she was like, what do you mean? Like, just explain this to me. So finally, I was just like, auntie, it's got some cussiness and sex in it, okay? And she was like, oh, my God. Okay, well, thank you for preparing me. And I was so shocked. I was like... <laughs> What? And I go to tell my dad, and I'm trying to ease into the conversation with him. And I'm like, Dad, you know, the book is coming out. I just want to kind of give you this. It's urban fiction. And he was like, Oh, so it's got some cussing and sex in it. So fast. And I was like, Oh, uh, yeah. He was like, Well, you got to meet the people where they at. I was like, Okay, this man got up in the pulpit, was pushing the book. I said, You know what? Hands down, time. Time. <laughs> time. With all of these hats I wear, it is hard press these days for me to be able to get like a lot, a set amount of time to just say, let me just get out, you know, my work. Because I'm constantly, my hands are in so much. And so it's like, okay, when do you have time <laughs> to actually write? And I tell people all the time, like, my writing is on the schedule so tight. <laughs> That I'm just like, oh, we. If I, if one thing changes, it throws me off, and I'm like, okay, y'all might get this book in 2023. Y'all because I'm not a fast like writer. It's gonna take me a few months to kind of craft the story. So I'm not one of those who can bang out a story in 30, 60 days. I, I need at least three or four months you know, to get it months. together. So. Yeah. Um, you know, I, that's why I say it's really, really just time. Because, I, of course, even with all that I do, I'm still a wife. I'm a mom. You know, I have to have time for my family, my household, you know, do true, things. True. So, it is, it's, you know, it's definitely sometimes I'm good if I get an hour in, uh, in a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't write, what would you do for work? Yeah, this is, it's funny because with everything I do, you could take writing away and I probably would still be doing half of this stuff. Like, <laughs> if you took writing away, I still would be podcasting, you know. <laughs> I still would be producing films, maybe not a screenwriter, you know, and all of that stuff. I would still be doing that. But if you took, like, everything literary away, um, I joke because these two S's are going to sound so far different from each other. I always wanted to be a lawyer when I was little. So I probably would have pursued that because I did go to school for English and that was going to be my segue into becoming an attorney. Um, <laughs> but if I wasn't an attorney and I didn't pursue that, I always joke and say I probably would be somewhere on somebody's football team trying to coach because the love I have for football, I grew up in a football town. My brother played football ever since he was a little kid. My sons played it. Like, I, I'm just a football fanatic in that okay. way. Like, I sit here, if the TV is on to give me some background noise, 
it's on ESPN. I am such the, I'm like the weirdest female because they're like, are you watching this? I'm like, they'll ask me about TV shows. I'm like, yeah, my TV been on ESPN all day long. All day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and my husband's like, it's crazy because my idea is sitting down watching television. He was like, let's watch a movie. I'm like, uh, can we watch Showbox? I want to watch the MMA. <laughs> like, I'm a sports fanatic. Like, that's just who I am. I love MMA. I love boxing. I'll see I love to watch track and field on television. You know, I love to watch baseball. But football is my favorite, favorite out of everything. So anytime football season is in, I am there. So he is just like, you know what? And he's not a super sports person. He was just like, I wish I was because I would never have to argue with you. <laughs> like, no. Nope. Who your squad is? You a, you a Georgia Bulldog? Yes, I am a Georgia Bulldogs fan. Okay. Um, I think my son is going to, let me say this, I'm a Georgia Bulldogs fan, slightly LSU, because my baby son loves LSU, so I root for them, because he's such a fan, and he wants to go to school there. So, of course, okay. if he goes to school at LSU, I'll be an LSU Tiger here. So, <laughs> I, this, this I have to convert. This the one that played football? No, football. he's not the one that played football. The one that played oh, okay. football, he gave it, he had an injury, so he had to give it up. But uh he but baby when he did not play and he, Lord he should have played. <laughs> he is such a fanatic of football too. But he is the one who is more into books. So he wants to go for engineering. And that's what he wants to go to LSU for. But he loves LSU football, LSU basketball. Now, I am LSU basketball, the women's fan. I've been watching that for a while now because of him. So, I was hyped when they won that championship. Right, right. <laughs> okay. So, you're going to Baton Rouge, huh? Yes, he wants to go to Baton Rouge, y'all. But that's okay. It's okay. I Look, I might follow him. That's <laughs> <laughs> in Baton Rouge. Then he'll probably want to leave. <laughs> okay. Since, since you've been in the industry, what is the most unethical practice in the publishing industry that you've seen, that you know about? Oh, it's so many. It's so <laughs> it many. Is, <laughs> it's a lot of unethical practices. I would probably say, if I'm speaking to a newer person who wants to come and be an author, Vanity mm -hmm. Presses. Yeah. Um, Vanity Presses would be my number one um, because it's just... Really paying somebody to do what you can do for yourself, <laughs> you know, is that they're not really providing anything. Like it's a difference between a vanity press and even an independent publisher, you know, right. um, because there are certain things that you get with independent press, you know, that you do get from a traditional space. Traditional is going to offer like the crux of like they're going to do everything except for like nowadays they're not going to pump a whole lot of marketing into it. You right. know, but that's just because of the cost. Like, everything comes down to the bottom dollar, you know. And, but they are going to market to a certain extent. So, mm -hmm. you do still get that element. So, traditional, I would say you kind of get the entire pot. In the mm -hmm. independent, you get the, we'll, get, we'll do everything for you, but you got to get out there and stop guard yourself for your, you know, your work and get up your fan base on your own. Right. But Vanity Press, they want you to pay them and then <laughs> to do everything that you could do. Like if you just want to be an indie author, 
you can pay your own editor and pay for your own book cover design and pay for your own formatter and, you know, get it on the distribution platforms yourself. You don't have to go through a vanity press to do it. And so to me, that's like the number one, like, big thing. But there's a few others. But if I have to start somewhere, let, I, let's start there. Like, no the vanity, vanity press. Word up. Um, what conventions are fans most likely to find you to catch up with later this year? Well, now this year, I've actually, I won't be there as an author. I will be there as a panelist. So I will be at the Indie Love in June as a panelist. Um, for myself, I have not planned any events because I am currently working out my film schedule. We are supposed to be in production like in different movies for the rest of the year. And they contradict with the other events that are going on. So, but next year I got y'all. Okay. <laughs> I'll be at the next year. <laughs> How did you meet or get the attention of your publisher or start your publishing company? Now my publisher this is this is funny. I'm actually public, well, will be published under two different publishers right now. So my agent, whose name is Entice, well, she's no longer an agent anymore. So let me start off by saying that she was my agent. She was an agent for a few people. So Entice was very instrumental in getting me my publishing deal with Urban Books. Uh-huh. And that is who my first series my first two series are out under with Urban Books. Now, Soldiers of Love is a little, it's a little tricky because it is under Black Odyssey. Once she hung up her agent hat, it was because she actually opened her own publishing house. Okay. And she has her own like partner company, you know, like I guess cousins, I should say, with Urban Books because they're both under the Kensington distribution umbrella. And okay. so, of course, she has that, and we co-authored this book. So, naturally, she was like, I want to open, put this book under my own publishing company. So, right. my co-author is my publisher. <laughs> 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 so, I'm like, okay, whatever flows your boat, I'm good with it. <laughs> At least y'all got a, a, a pretty good relationship, so. Yeah, hey, I mean, you know, you can't really get much better than that. <laughs> like, I'm publisher is my co-author. <laughs> right. What was the hardest scene to write in this novel for you? Man, okay. I go back and forth with this because it's two. This book, it is loosely based off of true events that happened. So that's number one. So when even though it's a fictitious story, certain elements are true, right? They don't apply or may not have happened the way it happened, you know, in the book, but the core of it is true. And so knowing that in the back of my mind and then having to write certain things, it really it 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 was like a it was something that we had to kind of decompress from. And it's a not an extremely heavy book, but it has heavy moments. And so it's a 90s kind of throwback feel to it because it picks up in the 90s with this, you know, this 
this kind of assorted love triangle, so to speak, with these kids who grew up together, you know. And so there's one portion of the book, and I always tell there's a trigger warning. There's a sexual assault that happens. Mm-hmm. And so that was very difficult, right? And then there's also a person who dies, mm-hmm. who is very instrumental to the main characters. So between those two, those moments were very heavy to write because, of course, I mean, you know, both of them are tragic, you know, sexual mm-hmm. assault and death. So it was those two moments were hard. So I, I couldn't pinpoint just one because I literally cried, you know, through both of those as both they were being written. So it is, but it's it was necessary to tell the story in its authenticity. No doubt. In this no, in this novel, you collaborated with Entice. Is collaborating with other authors easy or complex? Okay, so I have literally, like I said, it's probably been about mm, the two anthologies. That's kind of easy because anthologies you you do your own thing and you just kind of submit it, right? Um, and I guess it depends on the way the person works. I will honestly say, for me and Tice, it was hard, and it's not because we weren't getting along, but it's just she's a publisher. I'm an author that's got a lot of stuff going on, and we work. It's a few other ventures that we have that we work together. Like, we are each other's right hand, right? So, of course, if we're right-handing each other over here in lane C, it's hard to get back over here, right? (laughs) You know, and try to get this together. So, it was hard just because of timing and the other things that we had going on. But most, for the most part, as long as you have an outline and as as long as you and that person who you are writing with can mesh and flow through ideas is not so hard. I know some people like, yeah, it kind of gets extreme, but I think that happens when you don't really, you kind of get in a situation where you don't know each other or you don't, you know, <clears throat> you two don't blend. Your your writing styles don't blend. You know, mm-hmm. the way that you process it doesn't blend. When both of you kind of go in openly and say, hey, here are my ideas. This is how kind of how I do it. And you're both willing to kind of sacrifice and give and take. It makes it a bit easier. I've had the most fun. Like, I'm not going to even lie. Like, even though it was hard for me and Tyson to settle down, it wasn't hard to actually get the ideas out. We knew what we wanted to write. Like, once we got that out of the way, it was cool. You know, I had the most fun with JC. Now, that was the fun part. Me and him... We actually kind of made it a competition because he was the male character, I was the female character. So it's like we would, I would write something that I knew would piss his character off, and he, you know, he would be like, "Send me a gift like this, motherfucker." <laughs> I'm like, like now I'm gonna come harder. So it's it's really when you can make it fun, it is okay. When you can compromise, it's cool. But if you're in a situation where you kind of don't mesh, you don't blend, and the other person is kind of like, this is the way I want it, this is the way I want it, then it's not going to work. So you have, to, you have to go into that with an open mind and being able to compromise. And so, and that's me. Like, I I, I tell people, I was like, I'm real laid back. Like, listen, you pitch it, I'll catch it. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me, but that's not, sometimes you just can't, you know, you can't work, you know, in certain circumstances, certain people. So I always say, make sure you find your person, you know. Okay. Good advice. This is the last and final question. 
What advice do you have for aspiring authors? I always used to say study your craft. And I want you to study your craft. No, I do want you to study your craft. I want you to continue to build, but study the industry because writing is going to always be the best part of it. But please trust and understand that publishing is a business. It is not the same thing as writing. You can write all day long, but what you get into publishing, that's an industry that is a business. You need to study it. You need to understand it. You need to know how these companies work. You need to know what all it entails and what you need to do. And that's even if you go up under a indie press or a traditional publisher. Because you always need to know, you know, you got to have your own back out here. You right. got to know what's in them contracts. You know, right, you have right. to understand that. And um, especially if you don't have an agent, you know, if you don't have an agent who's going to sit there and kind of explain and go over details with you, then you do need to study it and you need to have an understanding of what the business of publishing is um, so that you don't get had, you know, and just, right. you know, and bottom line, too, because if you're trying to make some money, you need to understand how that money is going flow and where it's coming from, you know, and the do's and the don'ts because you don't want to get up here, you know, there it's tricky, you know. Amazon have you locked up for seven years if you ain't careful, and you can't take your book nowhere else to go sell it. You know, those are the kind of things you need to understand and know before you actually just say, "Let me write a book and just throw it on Amazon," or you know, just put it out here for sale. Like you, you have to know it. Um, so that is my my biggest advice. You know, always study your craft, but if you're going to publish, study the industry. <laughs> Sound advice. <clears throat> yeah. Um, get a view as a brief synopsis of Soldiers of Love. All right, Soldiers of Love. It is about Liberty and Zion, who were childhood sweethearts, and they go through some tumultuous times as they get older, and their their lives go on two separate pathways. Um, but as they become adults. Zion falls into some trouble and he needs liberty and they have been away from and apart from each other for some time. And so that is the conflict because at this point, liberty is married with child. And so how do you come back and, you know, basically be there for your first love, your first lover, you know, your first everything, your first best friend, you know? And um, handle that and deal with that having a spouse, <laughs> you know. So that is exactly what uh, Soldiers of Love is about, you know. Um, and battling through that, and of course, them having to kind of go through what separated them, you know, in the past to kind of come back and form this bond and see if she can help him get through this time that he's going through. So. I it's a, like I said, it's based it starts in the nineties. It goes all the way from like nineteen ninety one all the way up until two thousand and three. <laughs> so you will see a timeline of events that happens, and you gonna journey with these two characters, you know, um, through it all. And I just I already know, you know, we get some early feedback <laughs> from it. And people are just, they're very, you know, they love the nostalgia of it. 
but they love the love story in it and they love the bond. So I'm excited for it. I'm excited for you guys to read it. <laughs> there you have it. Sound like it's going to be a banger. Yes, yes. I'm so excited for it. <laughs> Hey, yo, we've come to the end of another episode of Our Own Thing. And I'd like to thank our guest, Untamed, for coming through. Share your social media handles with the viewers interested in following you or checking out your work. Sure thing. You can find me at Author Untamed on every platform except for Snapchat because I just can't do that. Don't do the snap. <laughs> I leave that for the young kids. <laughs> <laughs> I leave it for the youngsters. But I am on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clubhouse, and YouTube. And I always say that if you really want me to interact with you, that's going to be on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm on the other ones, but not as active. But I'm at Author and Tame there. And of course, um, just a shout out for the podcast. If you want to follow the podcast, it's the at Get Caught Up podcast on Instagram and also the Get Caught Up author podcast on Facebook. It's a group. So join the group or follow the podcast on Instagram and, you know, support these authors out here because, as you know, as I said, that's my other passion. Like, I'm an author, but. I'm so supportive of everybody else in this industry. So I just have to be like, listen, follow the podcast so you can support other albums because that's what the platform is for. <laughs> Facts. Facts. There it is, y'all. Y'all check out Untamed, man. She got something to say. Hey, before we, we get out of here, let the viewers and, and, and your fans know what you got coming in the near future. Sure. Soldiers of Love drops on June 27th, officially. Mm -hmm. um, so that is coming. Um, <clears throat> I have another book <laughs> that I am hoping I can get out of December, which is the third and final book. And I'm saying final because I have a few people who come and try to bring my neck to get another one. They try to squeeze another book out of this series. <laughs> but the view three will be the final book. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's all. That's all that's coming up out of this series. That will be it. And there is a surprise. I'm going to say it's a surprise anthology that I'll be a part of. But that has been quite enough yet. So I don't want to get a title away yet. But you'll hear about that later on this year. So make sure that you do follow me. And, of course, um, for the Get Caught Up podcast, we have author interviews that happen every Wednesday and Book of the Month discussions and Narrator of the Month discussions. So, literally, on Wednesday, which is tomorrow, <laughs> it is going to be um, at 7 p.m. We'll have our Book of the Month discussion with L.R. Jackson. And she's giving away an audiobook. And also, um, there's been a surprise announcement about um, something that's happening in June on the podcast. So I love y'all to tune in. It'll be on IG Live. Okay. Thanks again to our guest, Untang. Please hit that like and subscribe button. Till next time, let's build one. That's right.